Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. Remember, these suicide jokes that we tell, we do it because we are dark people that joke around about our own pain, and we hope that that'll help you and make you laugh. It's not because we think people committing suicide is funny or that we take suicide lightly. So if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline right away. The number is 1-800-273-TALK. They're always there. They will hear you, and they know what you've been through. So call if you need it or reach out to people in your life or whoever. There are resources. Feel better. Stay here with us on Earth. Glad you're alive. And thanks again for listening. Like, uh, good morning, Vietnam, but Ooh. night instead. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard Bobcat Goldthwait's bit about how he used to watch Robin Williams play Call of Duty? No. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the He was a gamer. He was a gamer, and he would apparently, like, play online and, like, scream about it. And Bobcat's <laughs> bit is just like... I just imagine these, like, 10-year-olds are like, is the genie from Aladdin fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen here, you little cocksucker. Oh, you're going to get it. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. He, yeah. named his, he named his daughter Zelda. I totally forgot that about true? that. Is true? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Apparently, he was a big link head. You and Robin Williams, man. There's man. a couple similarities. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but notice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies, speaking of which. Oh, fuck you. I'm Dave Ross. I'm Hampton Yud. This is a comedy and mental health show where we joke around about really dark shit, clearly. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, well, you found it. If it's not what you're looking for, I don't know, please call a suicide <laughs> hotline. <laughs> this is a low energy one, I feel. Yeah, I'm having a tough week. I'm having a tough fucking year, uh, and it's raining, and uh, I'm wet. Uh, my pussy's wet because of <laughs> outside. I get horny from the rain. Yeah, it dude. Sucks. I'm only horny when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> in L.A., you're never horny. I'm, I never get horny. I practically am never horny in Once L.A. Once every four years, I'm horny all February. <laughs> <laughs> El Nino, dude. El Nino makes me fucking hot. Plus, uh, I don't know. Uh, we've just been uh, doing Thanksgiving stuff all day. Oh yeah, prepping. prepping We're recording food. this the day before Thanksgiving. It comes out on Thanksgiving, <laughs> so make sure you play this for your family. Yeah, put the phone in the middle of the table. I got something to say to your fucking families. Hey, cocksuckers, why don't you leave this piece of shit alone? <laughs> when are you going to get that you're the fucking problem? Oh, wait, whose side is he on? <laughs> no, no, put me Look, in the turkey. Put me in the turkey. I got something to say to your grandpa. Your son or daughter is a piece of shit, <laughs> and so are you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking yeah. at you, grandma. Oh, it's um, great. It's a great holiday where everybody who all year has been on Twitter calling for the jobs of people 
that they don't like can get together with their family who they abhor <laughs> and not talk about politics or anything significant. Doesn't it feel like... Out. Yeah, there's been a lot of calling for the jobs of people, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and I do think Some, sometimes about how like... Sometimes warranted. That's got to... Yeah, definitely warranted <laughs> oh, uh, at times. But it's got to be... Like, a lot of times I see it and I'm like, you're asking for the jobs of your dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah Did you fire my dad? <laughs> for being my dad? Yeah. Dad, you're fired. Mom, you're the new dad. Brother, yeah. you're new mom. <laughs> mom is dad. Bro is mom. Bro is mom. <laughs> and I guess I'm the new bro uh, now. Um, we've been making a lot of changes here at the family. <laughs> There used That's... to be a glass ceiling. <laughs> Women couldn't be dads. <laughs> Moms couldn't be dads until recently. Uh, we like to make our perspective confusing here on Suicide Buddies. <laughs> no, Are we think... feminists? Are we in the KKK? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> Am I secretly planning to blow up the White House? Boop. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, what? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, there's been a lot of... You were telling me about it. I, I don't look at Twitter because of how unique and special I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've really cultivated a unique I'm very... web presence of a guy who is tapped out completely. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, that's my brand. I'm like, what? Uh, every day, Dave uh, tweets, what day is it? A bot tweets, what day is it? To no, be clear. Yeah. You're right. It's me. It's a, it's a bot? Yeah, I've told oh. you that. Wait, that's why I've said that on the me. podcast. <laughs> that's why I, I go back and look at Twitter, and every day you're like, Dave, why won't you write me back? <laughs> the fuck, man? Are, we, are you picking me up from the airport? <laughs> like, I'll tell you what serious. fucking day it is. It's the 10th day I've been standing in front of LAX, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, so you were telling me. Because I'm so cool and hip to that, I don't even look at Twitter. But you were not me. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd for <laughs> You're the news. A Twitter loser. Uh, that people have been screaming at each other a lot today in the comedy world. Yes, <laughs> calling it's embarrassing. for jobs. It's embarrassing, man. I don't want to be attached to comedy anymore. Me neither, dude. It's just like I don't support any of it. <laughs> I don't like almost any of it, and I basically feel that way every time. I'm like, I should. I should do that thing, that popular thing. And I'm like, no, I, no, I fucking shouldn't. <laughs> oh, man. I'm becoming a real cunt. Oh, you know what was the best thing today, actually? It fucking made me laugh really goddamn hard. Did you see? I, I know I'm mentioning the president here, and that's like lame and everything. But did you see President Trump tweeted a photo of himself uh, that somebody photoshopped of him with the Rocky body? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is like the most psychotic narcissism that like th he literally just tweeted this just a what? photo of himself looking buff it's just the rocky movie poster with his head and <laughs> sylvester sloan's face <laughs> it's like dude having flashbacks of that it in the simpsons where homer just looks in the mirror and he sees himself like all buff and it's just like he's right like making his muscles dance yes <laughs> That's, it's just like, this why is did he insane. tweet that? What no, is, no comment. No text. Just the day before Thanksgiving, he just tweets himself looking like looking, Rocky, what? <laughs> looking really buff and awesome. 
whoa, it's dude. Like, it's just like, it's so fucking funny on every level. I know. I mean, you got to you gotta admit, this guy's better at comedy than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cancel all my dates. Trump will be doing them. He Jesus is the Christ. least predictable human being of all time. It's it's an, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like you're trying to trick a supercomputer, <laughs> right. right? Like if all of reality is a si- simulation, is like Trump some sort of weird like algorithm? Is he like, the one? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take the blue pill and the red pill. I get both pills. Mm, delicious candy. Mm, candy. Uh, <laughs> mash up the blue pill and the red pill. You get. You get purple drink. <laughs> uh, thank uh, you, for dude. He's doing he's doing like kung fu and stuff, <laughs> slapping bullets so. away lazily. It's like the laziest kung fu, <laughs> but all of reality is warping around him. I will say I wouldn't be surprised God, if damn, if I found out that Trump thought that he could just uh, put a disc in his head and learn to fly a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, stop, stop. He's like trying to shove a, a CDR. <laughs> He's like, no, I know now. I know uh, now how to do it. Oh, I should Let eat it like a Marine pizza. One. I should probably eat a CD like a pizza. It's like a little, it's like a little uh, digital bagel. Why, why would they make it that shape if it weren't for eating? He calls um, CDs digital bagels. <laughs> digital bagels? Hand me, hand me my digital bagels. I was, at, speaking of bagels... Um, I was in a bagel place the other day. <laughs> this is true. I when you said bagels, it reminded me of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think my ride's here. <laughs> I got. I'm truly, go. truly breaking down as a person. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So was it? And I saw a very weird thing happen. The woman. It, you know, some people are just like completely confident in what they're saying, no matter what. Even if they like. I feel like there's a very unique type of person who, like, the way that they deliver their speech, they just say it, every like, everything isn't weird. And it, like, fucks with everyone around them. And so hmm. I ordered a sandwich, and uh, and it was just, like, a completely normal order. And uh, she yeah, was right. like, wait over there. Yeah, yeah, totally. This guy. <laughs> and, Spaghetti uh, sandwich for days. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, so I ordered a knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's those are it. That's the two. Yeah, spaghetti and knuckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Me only. my enforcers, spaghetti and knuckles. <laughs> They'll be taking you out back. Uh so I uh it was like a regular order and then I stood off to the side and then like ten kids walked in and I guess the woman behind the register had just talked to like the manager or cook or something hmm. and the kids walked up and it wasn't that like it wasn't psychotic what she said, but it was just crazy how she said it. They walked up and she was like, Hey, we're not gonna be able to make sandwiches for the next fifteen minutes. So if everyone could just sit down over there for fifteen minutes and then come and order, then I'll take your order. And they were all like what? <laughs> and yeah. then I stood there and I was okay. like, why is she saying that and not at all saying, hey, I know this sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were like, so you can't make us food? And she was like, 
We will not be able to make food for 15 minutes. She was a total asshole about it. We will not be able to make food for 15 minutes. Sit down over there for 15 minutes. Stand up and come over here again and order. Then I will take your order. And they were like, why don't you just take our order now and then make it in 15 minutes? Oh, God. Damn, right away. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Sit over there. If anybody gets in line before you, they get their order. You have to go wait outside. It's just like, you know we can go to other places, yeah, too. like, why are you being rude to me? 15 minutes. This is L.A. I can walk fucking right outside to There's a different place. There's a witch witch right next door, you fucking piece of shit. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but we physically can't make sandwiches. <laughs> you have to wait here until I can summon the courage to make sandwiches again. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing is that I think all that happened was that they ran out of bagels and someone was going to get more bagels. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Close this place down for good. I know. Bagel place runs out of bagels. Yeah, what's next? Home Depot doesn't have any homes. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me. Wait, wait. This is Home Depot, right? I, can't, I came here for fucking home. Oh, uh, well, I, I got my family in the car. Are you going to tell them there's no So home? now I'm homeless? <laughs> yeah, you come out to the car and explain to my fucking family. I was like, honey, I just went out of this place. It's called Home Depot. Finally, our, our prayers have been answered. There's All a right. depot where we can get a home. I'm going to... All right, I'm going to want to get one of those houses on the top, on the top shelf. You're going to want to get the ladder because I want the, the, the house behind the other house. One of the Johnny Walker blue houses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that come to? $700,000? Okay. <laughs> this is Walmart. What do you mean there's no walls? <laughs> there's no way. This is even more absurd. Wait, you're telling no me. walls. Oh man, it's a Walmart. It's a state of mind. <laughs> There's no walls here. They're the most like innovative company in the world. Walmart. Oh, this, see, because there's no walls. You've got you've got something in your pockets. I want to buy it. There, that's a store. We're a store. I'm a store. <laughs> this is killing me, dude. <laughs> The, the speed with which you fell into that insane character was incredible. Even better because the owners of Walmart are rednecks, man. They are such trash. It's insane. The, the daughter, wow, dude. The daughter, I really didn't know that it was going to go in this direction. <laughs> Did you know like the daughter uh, or like the heiress of Walmart has like drunk driven, like killed somebody. Damn. She's drunk drove so many times and been busted that it's just like there goes Helen you know there goes Helen again Helen Mart Helen Mart (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Walton or something something like that yeah Yeah. that's lame I wasn't imagining Walmart doesn't have walls I was imagining Mm. that they sell walls okay and then when you got there they would be out of walls to tell to sell oh okay yeah like in the Home Depot situation Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get it. This is why I can't write TV. I know. I next, <laughs> like, you know, you write one episode of Seinfeld as normal, then the next episode, I'm like, so it's dinosaurs in here, right? Like, uh, 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 what no, the fuck? Hampton, focus! <laughs> 
Shut up! It's the same stuff basically <laughs> over again. So we both have some touring coming up. Where are your tour dates? Hell yes. Uh, I'll be in Atlanta December 12th, Wilmington, North Carolina, December 13th and 14th, and D.C. Uh, December 15th. And folks, I'm going to be trying to plan a lot more touring in the next year. So uh, hit me up if there's any places you want me to come out to. Same for me, actually. I've been uh, planning some touring in the new year. I got some stuff coming up that's not announced on my website yet, but I'm like really hoping to go a lot of places next year. I don't believe you. So fucking tell me also. Why are you lying? Uh, that's a good point. I don't know why I just lied. But I am. Um, I do have one uh, a one-off show in Chicago. I'm going to be in Chicago the night of Friday, December 13th. Tickets are up on my website, davetotheross.com. Uh, get tickets, spread the word, tell your friends, bring your friends, you know, let's fucking sell this shit out. I actually haven't asked how many tickets we have sold. Fucking, maybe it's like a million. <laughs> Dave, we had to clear out the entire state to put on your show. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, the whole state couldn't fit the... <laughs> oh, and uh, tickets uh, for my shows at hamptonyacht.com. Duh. Uh, uh, I don't know where to go <laughs> to get Hampton Yunt stuff. It's called HamptonYunt.com, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, All right, boy. put the phone back in the middle of the table. I got some more to say. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, Hampton. What are you doing? What are your plans? Uh, I'm going to get together with my sister and my younger brother over at my sister's place, and uh, Georgia will be there. Man, yeah, vegan pumpkin pie today, and you did, dang man, doing all the stuff. Well, she did. I kind of just sat in the other room. (laughs) Smash cut to you screaming. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's hostile. It's always hostile. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's pretty casual. I don't know. How about you, man? Um, I was gonna go. Like, um, there are some friends of ours having like a pretty big friendsgiving, and I was gonna go to that, but I had just a really I don't know. It's weird. It's I, I don't really want to get into it because it's a lot. But just sort of like I've had a lot of things happen recently that were like super fucking stressful and hard to deal with. And I like don't want to be com- like a million percent defeatist. I don't want to be unrealistic. It's just like things happening. You go through things all the time. But I had like a l- bunch of them happen all at once. And then I also have some other shit going on. That's like sort of always going on, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna chill at home. You're gonna I was, skip it. Yeah, I'm gonna skip. I emailed them yesterday. I was like, I can't. I need to fucking like have. I can't even have social pressure. So I'm gonna yeah. chill. Sharpie uh, and another one of our friends are gonna be here doing something super low key. The three of us are gonna kick it. Maybe at night. I'll go get a drink with somebody. Maybe if you want to get a drink, hit me up. I don't know. I'm gonna keep it real cash. Let's go. Let's go drink some gravy. Okay. Let's chug it. Let's yeah, dude. Do some shots. Hell yeah, dude. Shots. Pour some whiskey and gravy. You know what they call that? Eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what eggnog is. I don't like is. to clutter up my gravy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. With the spirits. Yeah, no, you're right. I like to drink my gravy straight. Uh, gravy neat, please. Bartender, gravy neat, no chaser. <laughs> Skin on the rim. 
love it. You could put skin, on, put the skin on the rim of the glass, please. Thank you. Did you ever have a McNuggetini? Do you, do oh, that's <laughs> not. A that's thing. a thing. I'm gonna Google this shit right now. Well, dude. I mean, you haven't, right? I mean, this actually, is a- I think a McNuggetini. If I think that's the thing that um got Georgia Hartstark known, I'm pretty sure she invented it. Oh, that's it. right. She yeah. used to have that. Uh, she made like she Allie and Georgia. Yeah. May had like a blog where they made like novelty drinks, hmm. and uh, then the McNuggetini got it's you know a martini with a barbecue sauce rim and a McNugget on the rim, and there's like some specific type of liqueur in the fucking martini, and it drove her so crazy that, that she's now like, I gotta she's look. a murderer. <laughs> I gotta murder people now. Uh, yeah, it is so wild to know people so long that it's like, oh, you were doing a completely different uh, career for a while. Yeah, totally. <laughs> there are some comics that are like engineers and shit like that. Ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah, fucking Brooks Wheelan and Fahim Anwar both were like oh, biomedical engineers or something really unfair like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> something really impressive where you're like, fine, fine. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> Maybe they could science those jokes a little better. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. I am funnier than both of them. I mean, <laughs> guys, maybe get back in the lab. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where'd you, st- where'd you do your experiments? The improv lab? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? It's you burning alive from a yeah, Bunsen burner. that's what happens when you mix hydrogen with bombing. <laughs> 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 no, but seriously, they're really good friends, and we like them. Yeah, they're very funny. Fahim Memoir, Brooks Whelan. Hydrogen bombing. Come on. Why did they call their specials that? Come on. Hydrogen bombing. <laughs> Laugh! <laughs> Laugh at me! Oh, man. The comedy special. The Manhattan Project comedy special. <laughs> Uh, it's called More Like Brooklyn Project. Uh, H2O, no. H2O isn't a very complicated. I don't know how to make it. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's so funny. Oh, how, do you, how do you make water? I don't know. You gotta I keep two, breathing. It doesn't happen. Two H's or two O's? How many? Two H's. Two H's. Two H's, one O. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it work. You can't spell H2O without, you gotta, oh. <laughs> you know, cum is water, and you know how I know that. <laughs> You're a scientist? Because you can't spell H2O without, oh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a cum sound I was making. But seriously, guys, what do you think it's all about? <laughs> you know? Meaning, uh, tell uh, us. Uh, put the phone back in the center of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for the whole family. Uh, what's everybody's favorite race? Go. <laughs> Everybody say it out loud. Say it. Blurt it out. Say it. which race. All right. Now, least favorite, Grandpa, we'll start with you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. What are we doing? Dude, we're going we're gonna to talk about a man who died. This is maybe the most recent one I've ever done. I've always steered away from 2000s ones. Uh, this guy died July 5th, 2008. His name was David Fial, I believe is how you pronounce it. He died in England. And that's all I'll give you right now. Okay. Little little tease. Okay. He wasn't famous at all. (laughs) I'm sorry. You fucking 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 sorry, guys. (laughs) He doesn't suck. He's great. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Doesn't matter what they say, cause I'm gonna get my way. 
green. Yeah, look at your microphone. My microphone is green. Yeah. Hampton, well, more like Hampton yellow, because your microphone's fucking yellow. Dude. Hey, fucking. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, dude. dude. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> more like Hampton bunt, because uh, you're a bunt cake, a yellow bunt cake. Like your fucking microphone, you fucking piece of shit. All right, let's do this. Fucking full speed ahead. All right. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Fuck, fuck you. you. 100 miles an hour. Fucking suicide buddies. Fuck you, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> fake enthusiasm. What? I, this is real. No. It's real. I'm saying I'm I'm doing fake. I'm doing it real. I'm trying to match your real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> um, uh, we are. We haven't done this in a minute. Talking about uh, someone, someone real in history who has committed... Ah, damn it. I keep saying committed suicide. I learned that that is... Uh, phrase that we're in the mental health community trying not to say um, because it sounds like it's a wrong it's like uh, blaming the person or whatever sure I mean uh, what's so, the correct uh, take your own life I think is what you're supposed to say taking your own life yeah wasn't it died by suicide or die something? by suicide there you yeah. go yeah there you go it's more like it's uh, from the outside and anyway, yeah. anyway right it's a way of dying right um, well this <laughs> man who Died by suicide. It happened July 5th, 2008 in his home in the neighborhood uh, Bishopstoke, which is in Hampshire, England. He was 50 years old. His name is David Fial. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's P-H-Y-A-L-L. So David okay. Fial. Fial ever. Fial. <laughs> Fial ever commit suicide. <laughs> Um, die by suicide. He's, he's fuel of it. <laughs> you're fuel of it. Um, <laughs> no, the name's not funny enough. I'm okay, sorry. you're right. I keep trying, but it's just not there. So here's the thing I do want to say right at the beginning. I picked this for the exact reason I need to give you a warning, which is that like this is gruesome. It just is gruesome. Mm. The it was a violent, uh, bloody suicide. Um. If you're not comfortable with that, this is not the episode for you. We won't feel bad. Shut it off and go to another episode. <laughs> Why don't you go um, check out the dogs versus cats episode? <laughs> yeah, totally. I think the worst thing we say there is a mass grave of animals. Right. But, you know. I definitely talk about fucking <laughs> dogs a lot. You know what? Just turn off the podcast. You know what? Don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you know, just go home. Um, yeah. I just wanted to prepare you a little bit. It is very gruesome. Um it, but it also is a real thing that happens. So, yeah, you know, if you don't have the stomach for it, that's totally fine. I get it. Um, so here's maybe the most interesting detail of the suicide. I'm going to tell you what the su we can talk about the suicide event first and then um, what happened leading up to it. Because this guy, he wasn't a famous person. He wasn't known except for by his uh, suicide other than, you know, the friends and local people in his life. Hmm. Um, so it's not like there's a lot of information about his life i i read a lot as much as i possibly could but there's not a lot um so but like i said this is a gruesome suicide and one of the the most ridiculous details that is shared in all the articles about it is that he drank a little bit of alcohol and that's emphasized uh -huh. he drank a little bit of alcohol he didn't take any drugs he didn't like get blackout drunk there was a little bit of alcohol in his system well, okay do anything to I guess numb the pain, but you would hmm. you would honestly think it would be more. Here's what he did. He tied a black and decker chainsaw to the leg of the snooker table in his house. Okay. He like used a rope to tie it. Then he took sellotape, 
which I believe is just scotch tape and like really firmly tied the trigger of the chainsaw on into the on position. Yeah. And then he plugged it into a lighting timer like he used for Christmas lights and set the timer for a specific time for, and then, you know, that you plug the timer into a socket. I'm sure you're familiar, but if you're not familiar, you plug it into a socket, you set the timer, you plug whatever into it. And then when it reaches that specific time, it turns the socket on. So it's plugged into this timer. Um, He lays down underneath the chainsaw. So it's touching his neck. And here's another really interesting detail. He put a piece of cardboard between his neck and the chainsaw. So it wouldn't, cut him before it went off i guess um okay and um then he just laid under it with this chainsaw pushing up against this cardboard pushing up against his neck the timer went off the chainsaw started up and immediately sawed his head off oh wow and that's how he died you hit the man into the pan with the (laughs) rub-a-dub-dub mouse trap (laughs) it's uh, it's the greatest game you've ever seen Holy shit. That could not more immediately have been not taken seriously. <laughs> well, he's obviously going for something here. Right. What, he's going for no reaction? <laughs> huh. <laughs> he's been kind of weird today, I guess. <laughs> Acting kind of silly. <laughs> wow. <Well>, guess he <laughs> lost his... Anyway. Uh, Oh yeah! Jeez. Off with their heads, you know. Totally. <laughs> That's Man. no way to get ahead of the company. Um, all the Austin Powers jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. What? <laughs> so. And his name was Ichabod Crane. I'm still kind of not okay. I I hate to go over it, but basically. You said there's a <laughs> snooker table. He has a chainsaw on the table, tied to the leg. So it's on the floor. It's tied to the leg of the table. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Tied, like on the floor. Tied to the like... leg, so the blade is perpend is parallel to the floor. Oh, okay. So it's like a saw. Okay. That is hovering a foot off the ground. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he just laid underneath it with it touching his neck. Okay. Um, and then he had it on a timer. So just would would it fall or would it just no it just, just that like, being close. Cut up his neck. Yeah. That's. Oh, wow. I'm assuming from the details in the stories that it was really pushed up against his neck. Because, yeah, I wondered that too. Like, did it slide down? I think no. I think it was just that's what the cardboard was. It was just like pushed up against to his neck to the point where it was choking him, probably. What a Tim Allen way to die. I know, dude. More power. A man's Um, suicide. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. That's so fucking gruesome. It's like definitely the most brutal. It's uh, very brutal. It's, it's metal. It's brutal, dude. Yeah, I feel a little bad about talking about it because, I mean, his family is definitely still alive, you know, or at least friends. Yeah. It happened 11 years ago. Um, if you find this, I, I want to reiterate, if you find this and you only know us from this episode and you knew him, you're listening to a podcast where we joke our way through dark shit. We're not not we're not taking this lightly. It's incredibly tragic. We just are people who've dealt with suicidal thoughts and depression a lot, so we joke around about it. We don't think his death isn't serious. Um, it is extreme. It's so extreme. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't seem entirely plausible to me to just tie a fucking 
Oh. Uh, chainsaw to a leg of a table and then tape the trigger on and plug it into a timer. But it definitely worked. <laughs> Here's... So you suspect foul play. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, this could be the work of Leatherface. This could be the work of a madman in the area. Isn't that funny if that was the cops? Like, just reaction is the... See a, a clearly like dismembered, <laughs> killed man, and like hmm, suicide. Suicide, right? He must have hated himself. <laughs> In, to cut up his own limbs and throw them all around the forest like that. I mean, must have the level of self. Wow, hate. yeah. <laughs> he really was a was a masochist. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of quotes from the coroner saying really? that, yeah, that he was, it was definitely a suicide. This person definitely took their own life. He was definitely interviewed about it a lot. Yeah. Probably for this reason. People were like, he what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he what, dude? What did he do? Um, Any sort of intricate suicide is always kind of a real mystery to me. Right. As somebody who thinks about it all the time, the last thing I want to think about is like more chores and. Right. Like, oh, I got to get, like, the oil for the chainsaw, make sure it's primed, and, like... And why? To just, like, build a tableau of... Kind of, actually, yeah. Know? I mean, people do think that he was trying to make a statement. He, um... the So, here's some other details about it. Apparently, the... The, the, cor the like, crime scene investigators in the corner say that when the um, chainsaw turned on, it cut him immediately it like immediately severed his head but then the um chainsaw kept running for 15 minutes it only sawed three quarters of the way through his head though his head was like a little off to the side and still attached 25 percent of the way probably because it was hovering over him and then the reason it stopped was it just like was running hanging over him and it eventually like caught on his shirt and then his shirt got clogged in the chainsaw and that stopped the chainsaw that's what stopped it from running oh so it kind of has like a system <laughs> kind of has a way of working out <laughs> yeah dude. you just gotta get your shirt caught up in the chainsaw in the, in the guts <laughs> yeah and blood <laughs> you know eventually all the gristle and bone will stop it and then your you know family can find you what's funny Jeez. too is that the the interviews with the people about it are so fucking English, dude. They're like, so what happened was uh, he was home alone when it happened. His parents, who were elderly, hadn't heard from him in a day or two and called the police. And so the police showed up, knocked on the door, looked in all the windows. No one answered. And so they crowbarred the door open and they went inside. Sergeant Mark Carter was the one who found him. Um, and the quote, the first quote from him is, I have never come across an incident quite this graphic, <laughs> which I, I just love. And then later, there's a quote. Uh, the coroner was talking to Sergeant Carter, and the coroner said, it must have been a huge shock to you. And the sergeant said, in some ways it was, sir. <laughs> like, in other ways, I knew this was going to happen. I'm used to it. <laughs> I, uh, I see shit. Apparently there was blood all over the walls. That's what they said. They walked in. And there's blood like covering everything. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's a chainsaw. It's just like s splattering blood all over everything for 15 minutes. You just walk in. I quit. I know. <laughs> okay. Not, uh... It's like yeah. Cut to an hour before, and it's like his retirement party. Uh, <laughs> do you want one last case? All right, I'll go. Um. Yeah, it's really brutal. I don't know what else to say. Um. 
Oh, wow. Here's something you'll love. Uh, another a policewoman on the scene said this. We were called to the address on Bodmin Road on 5 July at approximately 4.20 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why he did it. <laughs> yeah, He's dude. a huge Doug Benson fan. <laughs> Yeah, dude. He couldn't afford the merch. He thought the chainsaw. Wow. <laughs> he cut his head off <laughs> in anger. Um, yeah. So man. Like, my boy was a stoner. Yeah, he thought the chainsaw was a pipe. Well, he's like, oh, the cops are coming. Better cut my head off. I don't want to be caught high. <laughs> I don't want to be caught high. <laughs> and the cops check his head. It's like, uh, red eyes. Do you think he was baked? <laughs> Why uh, else would they be red and bulging? The coroner said that he died of a, quote, complete transection of the neck. Yeah, that's what my guess would have been. As a layman, uh, as a layperson, I think that might be like... It's yeah, fine, dude. It's fine. I mean, like, we know, dude. dude. I mean, do you think I got a shot at the forest? <laughs> Thinking about going for a detective. If I get this question right, <laughs> um, his father, when interviewed about the death, said, um, "We had seen him a week prior to his death, and he had appeared chief, cheerful and had been making jokes. His death was totally unexpected." Yikes! Yeah, right. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so here's what happened. Um, David File lived on a block, um, in a block of housing, so basically an apartment building with a bunch of apartments, on Bodman Road in uh, the Bishop Stoke neighborhood of Hampshire, England. Um, and the entire block that he lived in was set to be demolished by the property company. Some articles say that it was owned by First Wessex Housing Group. Mm-hmm. Some say Atlantic Housing Limited. My guess is that they're owned by the same company. Um, but, yeah. But so his place was being demolished? His place was set for yeah. uh, to be demolished. And, yeah, there Just are already plans up. had been made to... Damn turn it into a brand new housing development. It was completely approved. You know, it was legal, whatever. It's going to become a chainsaw store. It was going to become a chainsaw store. It was a big chainsaws running me out of town. It was going to become a suicide call center. You know how popular these are getting. There's bulldozing over that block. McDonald's to make a way for a suicide prevention oh, center. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, he refused to leave. Mm. He refused to leave his building. By the time that he died, he was the only person living in the building. All of the other units were cleared out, and they were literally boarded up. Oh, he wow. had been like he had been uh, told to leave a bunch of times. Then they started offering him free housing. He they started offering him like new houses, and he wouldn't do it. They mm. offered him a new housing eleven fucking times. Dude, come on! <laughs> and he just wouldn't take it. Apparently, yeah. Uh, so I eventually, the housing company took it to court, and the court ordered him, um, ordered his property repossessed. So he like legally wasn't allowed to live there anymore. Wow, it wasn't in his possession even at all. Um, wow, that's sad. And I mean, I kind of wonder if like. You know, he probably was in a state of some sort of depression, you know, leading up to this. This is just such an extreme act that it's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, suicides to send a message. 
I don't know if I've ever heard of anything so fucking grisly. It's so grisly. Yeah. Here's the other thing. He definitely, the judges and coroners say he had a history of mental health issues. Mm. And he apparently, I I looked and looked and looked. I couldn't find what it was, but he had apparently attempted suicide before. Was he mad that they made an, you know, American version of The Office? Probably. He was like, that's, that's bloody it. Yeah. Uh, that that snogged it there. That's it. <laughs> snogged it. He snogged it. <laughs> we like to be racist while we're being insensitive about suicide. Also, um, there are also like it's weird. It's weird to me that this wasn't addressed more. But just very lightly, the article said that he was a disabled man, and I don't know okay. what that means. I don't know if they mean Mentally. emotionally, yeah, or if like, and it seemed like. There was an element of it where he was looking for a certain specific type of housing accommodation. So, like, yeah, maybe he wasn't getting accessible housing. Maybe it was really hard for him to find this place he lived in. Also, you know, you can get attached to things. It's not that crazy to get attached to your house. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, um, you definitely can't, you know, go down that sort of road where it's like, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, your your life is more important than Absolutely. those sort of things. And, you know, just anybody listening. And, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't want to make any sort of guesses, but I don't know. It sounds like he had maybe a history of mental issues and maybe that was the disability in and of itself. Right. Like, a lot of people are kind of left to live on their own but kind of monitored a little bit, you know? Right. It sounds like the parents knew that... He, or that, Who found out that he was dead, like... Relatively quick. It was like two days later or so. Yeah, I couldn't find exactly that, but it wasn't that long. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I lived by myself months before anybody found out I was dead. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, There's a chance no one would ever find out. <laughs> like if I lived in like a grass hut. No I guess Dave's done know. with the podcast. Huh. <laughs> Just never call. And yeah. say, oh, that's weird. You're in the... Oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Where's my chainsaw? <laughs> Dave was here. Huh. huh. Let's see. Let's go over. Okay. I, I came over with my chainsaw. I evicted <laughs> him from his house. He had a snooker table. I'm so jealous. I know. I've never played snooker, but it seems fun. Is there like a bumper pool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're crazy for it like, over there. Yeah, yeah right. Totally. It. It's like fucking. It's obnoxious. Curling, <laughs> <laughs> or what, you know what they're into yes, over there. Yes, curling. The similar sport of curling. <laughs> curling and uh, what's the one that they That's play over there that way. takes like four years to play? <laughs> takes longer than a game of Risk, you know? <laughs> cricket. There it is. <laughs> longer than cricket. The risk of sports. <laughs> um, yeah, it's such an English way to die using a snooker table. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's very... It's like putting one of those like fleur de spears that the guards have up your ass. It is like that. It's very much like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other English... Other English it, things? It's like jumping off a Big Ben. Uh, totally. It's like... It's like choking on a bunch of fish sticks. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like this guy's dead. Talk about a Brexit. It's like, you know uh, what I mean? it's like swallowing an umbrella. <laughs> swallowing an umbrella. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, like, it's like dying from motionless sex. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. It's like uh, bleeding out your ears from watching and listening to Ricky Gervais's last stand-up special too much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, like the cops come into an apartment. It's like seven, and there's just a dead body watching Ricky Gervais. Like, like, well, I guess this guy wasn't an atheist. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is the sickest thing I've ever seen. And I saw a guy cut off his head with a chainsaw last week. <laughs> like, Morgan Freeman thinks he's being really funny. Man, yeah, it's funny. Like, I, I pulled this quote out because I, I found it so interesting that he said it. The coroner was quoted as saying that file was quote irrationally opposed to moving <laughs> and i just really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i would say so what is the <laughs> deal <laughs> this, all they're reporting is just saying exactly what, what happened exactly <clears throat> well i think that his body was on the floor <laughs> yeah. his head was off <laughs> okay I'm trying to solve I think the crime. He here. might be dead. Dead, uh, dead guy. Um, I think he wanted to move. No way. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, we're so close to cracking this one. Let's get Tintin on the case. Tintin. What's that? Oh, there's been a bit of mischief. Oh. You know what'll solve? Snowy and Beers the man has chopped off his own head. I think the only way we can solve this case is if we go the full Monty. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so I was like, someone went the full Monty. <laughs> wow, this guy really went the full Monty. Oh, wow. no. Wow. We are being very stupid. Um, yeah. I, it's very clinical, the way that they're talking about it. And um, Excuse me. yeah, people speculated a lot that he wanted to make a statement, that he wanted to sort of like make it known that it was wrong, that they were making him move or whatever. And that's why he did this extreme thing. But definitely... Yeah, there. I mean, as in literally every episode of this podcast, he had mental health issues. He was a suicidal person. He was sick. He needed help and was triggered by this in some way. I'm guessing that's what happened. Yeah. No, this was a home improvement episode. You're right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going to love this. I looked it up. First Wessex Housing Group still exists, but it's now called Vivid Homes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, dude. Vivid picture. She's shaped there. like tits. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird, obscure porn yeah. companies that barely <laughs> exist. Anymore. Oh, I guess they don't exist anymore, huh? Uh, I, I don't know, but I doubt it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I don't think anything gets paid anymore. I, mean, I watch <laughs> porn on the daily, and I have it. <laughs> well, okay. I want to. It seems like we're wrapping up, but I do want to talk about one thing, um, which is that, like, you know, I think we've established, if you listen to the show before, that like there's always people always search for a reason. Why did it happen? And the reason tends to always be the person is sick and they have mental illness. Yeah. Um, But I do want to talk about like maybe if you're listening and you can relate to the feeling of being because this is a thing that happens the government kicks you out of your fucking home that does happen maybe this isn't the government this is a corporation whatever this is a this is a real possibility for every single person sure and you hear a lot of stories about that like destroying people Mm -hmm. and so maybe we should explore that feeling real quick you know yeah because like 
you said like it, it in this case like they offered him so many outs and stuff and like so you would even you would like to think like uh, okay this person is definitely sick yeah. but, but then they're I, being displaced they I are mean, being displaced and that is a fucked type up of violence in a lot of ways i mean it's like you're moving somebody out of against their will mm-hmm. out of their you know home right um yeah and it's funny cuz like you see it just nonstop throughout la i mean there's right. constant uh development going on here and it's usually at the benefit of larger corporations or people who want to be landlords and you know buy up an apartment building kick everybody out and do airbnb and do all the stuff that then you don't have to work like a landlord you don't have to take care of people's you know problems on the same level as a landlord you know right you can just airbnb shit out and you know right figure it out later yeah, yeah, and it's really shitty, man. I mean, all of this is like contributes to homelessness. I mean, yeah. on a larger level, it's like a lot of these problems don't get solved. When you start displacing people, you now have a homeless problem. Right. And like when you uh, lay off people, you are now making people be unemployed, which is then taking them on a path for Toward you know, homelessness, financial yeah. destitution. Yeah. Ton- and all these things attract. I mean, really dark thoughts. This is where people get incredibly despondent. Yeah, yeah, man. It's nothing's worse than like truly stuff that's like out of your control. Like I had my apartment building uh, be bought up, and they were like, "You got to leave." And I was in like kind of a cool situation where like uh, you know the landlord was nice enough to just kind of let me stay, and then I just stopped paying rent, and it was like he was like. Whoa. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> like he never like made me leave, but he'd be like, next month you're going to go. And I'd be like, yeah. And then I just wouldn't leave. And I stayed there for like a year extra. Wow. Because <laughs> I was right. like, they're, they're never going to like really demolish this place. But then they started Airbnb every unit uh-huh. around me. And it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> right. It was like God staring at the underbelly. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I was sure it was loud as shit. Those people don't respect. Yeah, it was like, yeah, people like fucked up and everything. Right, man. Well, I also think it's interesting, like, yeah, I'll never be a, I'm not trying to throw blame around. It's it's tough to talk about shit like this because I'm not saying this fucking housing company, fuck them. And I'm also, (laughs) I am. (laughs) Are you? For sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. Okay. I mean, what do they have to build? I have, I don't know. I I don't, I, I guess the reason I, I mean, I I will say, fuck people who, like, don't have a heart about displacing people from their homes, for mm. sure. But I just don't know this situation. Yeah. There's a fucking chance that this is just a company owned by a person who's like, I am not making any money with this. <laughs> There's also a chance that they're, like, the Monopoly man, and they're yeah, like, we don't yeah. give a fuck about yeah. people. Yeah. I have no oh, idea. Oh, come with it. <laughs> I mean, that's where I always take the angle. Now I hear you. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, separate from all that... Um, I uh, I do think that it's like um, yes, being displaced from your home on like a monetary side is fucked up. Being driven toward homelessness is evil and fucking wrong, and that side of it. But like, I guess why I'm saying I don't entirely understand this situation is they were offering him like mm-hmm. housing, right? Yeah, yeah. But my the point I want to make is even with that, it's worth analyzing in yourself how you would react to that because. Because, like, even if you're not going to totally not have a home, even if you're still going to have money, even if you'll still... Maybe it's going to be better technically or something. We get attached to things in life. 
this dude was attached to his home, whether like for whatever reason he was like really attached to it and it was being taken away from him and he couldn't handle that. And that's like, that's like, I don't know. There are things in all of our lives where if they would be taken away for me, it's people. If I, there are people, if I lost, I would like really fucking lose it. Here's the Um, message guys. Be more attached to your head (laughs) than to possessions. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Hampton, hopeful hint. But a home Clock isn't really a possession. In. A home is like, sure, it's very important to you. you yeah, know? Like yeah. If it's your entire existence, that's my thing. Is like, I think it is bigger, but it is, you know, like it's still separate from you. Can... I guess I just, if you're listening, I want you to like, I don't know, yeah, examine the possessions in your life. You know, make sure that there's just make sure there's not a thing like this that can be done to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm really not into also like you know, kind of trying to traumatize other people, you know, through your suicide or your actions. I mean, like that's, that's true like, too. I'm sure anybody who saw that is like just yeah. completely warped for life. Yeah. <laughs> great. yeah. Just a little off the top. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, thanks for doing that with me, man. It's a good episode. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, man. That was crazy. Yeah, man. It's uh England. Well, at least you know, free healthcare, so it didn't cost him anything. <laughs> I mean, he did die. Yeah, but it's uh, no charge. But for free. But for free. Free death. Yeah, free, free death. Across the pond. <laughs> across the pond. They've got a it's just a better system. <laughs> <laughs> um Hey, thank you all so much for listening. This is a little bit of a shorter episode. One of our shorter ones. Shorter. So why don't you guys uh, check out a Patreon episode? Uh, those are up at uh, patreon.com slash suicide buddies. Yeah, we have our second uh, bonus episode for this week going up this weekend. This drops Thursday the 28th of November. And uh, this weekend on Saturday, we'll be putting up our last bonus episode. Uh, so I guess that's the 30th of November um, for the month and uh, go see Hampton on tour in the south come see me December 13th in Chicago yeah grab those tickets tickets at HamptonYunt.com tickets at DaveTheRoss.com and uh, we love you guys so much thanks for listening take care glad you're alive glad you're alive happy Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. Uh, this is Hampton Yunt, and I just want to let you guys know, the listeners, that we take this pretty seriously. We joke around about depression and suicide and dark thoughts, but in actuality, we really want our audience to feel safe and secure. And if you're dealing with those sorts of dark, swirling, awful thoughts, we would prefer if you right now put down the podcast and call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they're great people. They have the resources that can help you deal with the situation and get through it a little bit uh, more medically professional than us. And Dave and I are very happy that you're with us, so keep listening. Podcast Network.